This is chapter two. Sorry. I know him. That's Mr. Goodwin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's just someone across the street in the park is my house. <laughs> yeah, he lives at the manor. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is Mr. Goodwin. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister. And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Research Curator. Jackie, what's happening in Japan? It is almost summertime in Japan, which means there are summer festival seasons. So every town has a festival that showcases what they do really well. So, for example, there's Taco Town, and they have a beef and garlic festival because they have really good marbled beef there, and they have lots of black garlic. Mm. So, um, the summertime is really fun because you can you can kind of go to a festival almost every weekend. Wow. That's like and there's really fun f- festival food. Like there's stalls outside and you can eat lots of food and there's always performances and there's always activities and games to play in, even if you're an adult. I love that. <laughs> so it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, that sounds so fun, Jackie. Yeah, I'm really excited. Cool. Well, you know what we're excited about? <laughs> what? Proper four. Heck yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> I mean, heaven Yeah. <laughs> So this is the week of June 3rd, the first week of June. My birthday and Maya's birthday are both in June. You ever see that meme where it's like, when it becomes my birthday month and uh-huh. it's like someone putting a crown on? I'm like, yeah. That's us. Yeah. Um, so, like every week, the Faith to Go resources are based on the gospel. And this Sunday is proper four or two weeks uh, two Sundays after Pentecost, but again, we're going to be in these proper four or fives, just going to keep going up in numbers for the rest of ordinary time until Advent next year. So uh, the gospel for this Sunday, proper four, is Mark 2, 23 through 3, 6. And Maya is going to read it, and then we're going to each highlight one thing from the gospel reading that you hope you take into your conversations as you use those Faith to Go resources, which you can find on the website at www.scpaulcathedral.org. And you can also sign up for the weekly email that has all the resources in it. So Maya's going to read the gospel, and then we'll go from there. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God, and when Abiathar was high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, but, and he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he came to the man who had the withered hand. Come forward. Then he said to them, 
Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to them, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He then stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. Awesome. Thanks, Maya. Uh, so this is early on in the Gospel of Mark. It's only at the end of chapter 2, beginning of chapter 3. But again, Mark moves really fast, so a lot of stuff has already happened um, before this. So in those two chapters, Jesus has um, kind of burst onto the scene, been baptized, been driven into the desert, come back, called the disciples, preached a couple times, healed some people, and now is uh, having this showdown with the Pharisees. And a lot of people talk about Mark as like just an extended march towards Jerusalem. And you kind of get that sense here because already in the second chapter, they're conspiring on how to take Jesus down just based on this one um, interaction. Well, and, and they've had a number of interactions before this. Anyway, so Jesus is doing this kind of back and forth with the Pharisees, which is something that he does a lot in Mark and in the other Gospels. And so this one focuses specifically on the Sabbath. And so, as we all know, uh, the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week on which, in the creation story, God rested. And so the idea is that God created this seventh day as a rest day. And it's not so much that there were six days and then God took a day off and then it started again. It's like there are seven days and we recognize that seventh day not as just kind of a space in between work, but a created time of rest. So it's really important to be intentional about it. And so what Jesus, the thing I want to talk about is this uh, part at the very end of chapter two. Uh, Jesus has had this whole back and forth with the Pharisees and he said, then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And now the Sabbath day is really, really important. We don't really, we don't have a whole lot of intentional practices around it as Christians in the Christian tradition. But uh, in the Jewish tradition of Jesus' time and and now, uh, especially in Orthodox Judaism, the Sabbath is, is really, really important, and it's really important to keep Sabbath and to be really intentional about it every week. So it's on sun, sundown on Friday to Saturday, you really aren't supposed to do anything. Um, and so this is, I really, I want to focus on this because this is like a, this is a perfect example of the way Jesus is, is always trying to push us and to push to do the kind of work of naming um, the ways that uh, his faith tradition had lost sight of its orientation and intention. And so I, I think on like a larger level, I like this a lot because Jesus is kind of, this is a really important law, and in kind of reorienting this law, he's kind of reorienting all the laws And just as later he'll say, they'll ask him, you know, what is the most important commandment? And he'll say, the most important commandment is to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. And in this commandment, all of the law and the prophets hang. It's like the reorientation needs to be towards humanity and to one another and to God. So if things aren't lining up that way, 
um, then the law isn't what it was meant to be. It kind of is the right, it's Jesus trying to rightly order the law and rightly order the way that the law, God, and humans are uh, oriented to one another. So the idea being that God doesn't, doesn't just create laws to create them, and that laws aren't created just to put limits on people, but that laws are created for the good of humanity. And I think prioritization or worship or uh, reverence for one particular part or one particular rule of uh, God's law, then that's when it becomes idolatry Mm -hmm. because it's something smaller than all of creation for whom the rule and the law and the will was intended for. Yeah. And so if you think about, so this is one of the Ten Commandments. So if you think about the Ten Commandments, the shift that Jesus is inviting us to is one where we say, this isn't just a list of things that God doesn't like, and if we do them, God's upset with us. This is a list of things that God knows is good for us. It's for our own spiritual wellness that these things exist, uh, and not just for the upkeep of the institution or for the upkeep of the laws that we exist, you know. So I, so I think that I know that I think as we move into what Jackie and Maya are going to talk about, I think that's kind of just the foundation, this reorientation and always, always examining why we are doing things, what the original intention of them was and how and knowing being able to know that we can firmly stand on the assumption that God is for us and that Jesus is for us and that God is always, everything that is in creation is for our, is moving towards helping us reconnect with God and with one another. Um, Jackie, do you want to do yours now? We can talk about yours. Okay. Um, Mine involves, starts at verse 23, um, and we have the disciples making their way through the rice fields. Wait, they were grain fields. I just assumed that they were rice for a minute because that's what I drive by all the time. <laughs> um, and, and on this journey, they are gathering up some grain uh, while they travel because they are hungry. Um, and the Pharisees come and, and they're upset because they think that they should have stayed put and they should have prepared their snacks on the Sabbath. And then, and then gone after the Sabbath for their journey so that they weren't working on the Sabbath. Um, and I think, I think this is a really great spot to talk about what we believe as a society. And when we are stuck in a societal aspect or level, how we can look down on other people so easily. Um, so for the Pharisees, They have all the time in the world. They have nothing going on the next day that's not different um, from the shenanigans that they're up to today. (laughs) But the disciples and Jesus, they have stuff to do, and they don't have the luxury of waiting an extra day and preparing their food and and waiting till the Sabbath passes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important as we look at especially the poor in our community, Um, you know, like how David talked about the importance of a rest day. The reality is, is that most people working multiple jobs don't get that luxury of a rest day. Mm -hmm. That's an unattainable thing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being mindful of our biases because of our, um, 
because of our privilege and being mindful to look at things from a, from a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> one thing I was, I thought of when you were saying that was like, it's a very privileged, it's a very privileged position for the Pharisees to expect the disciples to be able to not prepare food or to eat on the, on the Sabbath. Like it's a, it's a, it takes a, you need a lot of resources to be able to observe the Sabbath exactly the way it's a, they're expecting people to observe it. And it's a power, it's like a, it's a position of power and a position of privilege to expect um, these poor disciples and Jesus who essentially are homeless to observe the Sabbath exactly as it has been out, has kind of developed and is outlined by, by the Pharisees. Right. You're supposed to stay at home. Well, what if you don't have a home? You're supposed Mm -hmm. to, I learned about, so I took a religious studies course this past term and we were talking about the Sabbath. This kid just shoots his hand up. He's like, okay, but we're in college. And if we didn't have, if we had a day where we couldn't work, then Sunday I'd just be freaking out. Mm -hmm. And then he went in and talked about, well, I have to work a certain amount of, like, he was just like, but I can't take a day off. And he was just flipping out. And I could Mm -hmm. see how he would be even more stressed if he really felt this was an obligation to his religion. And yeah, like you don't, it would make it more hard to like the whole rest of the week you'd be suffering because this time that you maybe needed to do things mm-hmm. like it would pile up more mm-hmm. and I don't know, yeah, just yeah. a whole bunch of things and that it is truly a privilege and you know. Well, and it's also, it's not that, it's not that the Sabbath is, is bad or doesn't need to be part of, you know, people's lives. It's that um, we, just like Jesus says, I can't say it better. It's like, we are not meant to serve the Sabbath. The Sabbath is made to serve us. We are not there. God's, God's hope for us is that we will take time and pe- for peace and rest and uh, be able to recharge and take time to be quiet. But it doesn't have to look exactly the same for everybody. Right. You know, Diversity is kind of God's thing. That's true. Well, and I think I think along that lines, I feel like with extracurricular activities today, um, with students, there there isn't a lot of room for Sabbath. Also, for mm-hmm. a full day of Sabbath, and so what what ways are we making time for ourselves and for our relationship with God? Whether that's you know, 10 minutes before you go eat dinner that you can take time for yourself? How mm-hmm. can you build that into your daily structure so that you're giving yourself time, yeah. just time to be? Yeah. Like God God has created the Sabbath for our benefit, not for, not for us to be able to judge one another. Um, so Maya, what is, what's the one that you want to talk about? Mine aligns very closely with what Jackie had said just in the context of when Jesus healed the man um, in the temple. Um, The thing that really struck me just reading this whole thing is um, reading um, in college and high school, we read uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from Birmingham jail, which the context of that is, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. has been arrested for parading and marching without a permit in the city of Birmingham to protest the election of the mayor. And he gets arrested, and these clergy members that were all white, um, Jewish and Christian clergy members, write him a letter saying, 
direct action is not the way of go to go. You're instigating violence. You're creating tension. You're breaking the law, which is not right. And he just writes this very long letter, um, with you, which he responds similar, very similar. I mean, exactly how Jesus is saying about. Um, and he says things like, "There's a difference. There are difference. There are two types of laws. There are unjust laws and there are unjust laws. And there are the laws of man and the laws of God. And kind of what David had said, where he says, if the law isn't aligning with, you know, God's intention for creation and for humanity, it's not pointed and aligned with, you know, God's will, God's creation, and God, then it really needs to be reexamined. And that's what Martin Luther King Jr. said. And so I think that." based on the part where Jesus says, is it lawful to do good or to harm on the Sabbath, to save our life or to kill? Um, in, the, in the letter, Martin Luther, I mean, he says that basically inaction is also harmful, that refusing to do good and to do, you know, live out God's truth because the law tells you to is, is harmful and it's wrong. And so, like, when Jesus heals this man's hand on the Sabbath. I don't doubt that the Pharisees would be somewhat sympathetic to this man's illness or be less upset about it if Jesus had done it on a Wednesday. But it's just the fact that they would did not want that or that couldn't happen on a Saturday and that they just needed to wait. And that's Martin Luther, like, that's his main contention is that, like, Wait is, is like justice too long delayed is often justice denied, and this can't wait. This urgency of God's people are suffering, and we will help them regardless or not if we're supposed to or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, Jesus is saying, "Guess what? The the like the justice of God, the right ordering of creation, the healing of people is God's number one priority, right? Not the upkeep of the Sabbath." Right, and so what you yeah. had said about the Sabbath isn't inherently bad. It's a good thing mm-hmm. that we are supposed to be intentional with our rest. Is kind of what I had written about how the law that he broke about, like, he writes this too. He says, you know, it's not, it's not, like, I'm not saying that law should be gone. I'm saying that's a just law. Mm-hmm. Like, parading without a permit, that makes sense. Like, it's a civil war and it's cool. Yeah. But when it is used as an instrument to oppress other people and to silence other people, because yeah. he had been denied that permit, that is when it becomes, like, unjust. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Sabbath isn't bad, but when you're using it to ref- either to oppress people or refrain from doing your best potential of helping other people mm-hmm. um, and, and then hurting them as mm-hmm. a result or prolonging their suffering, then that is when it is unjust. Yeah. Jesus is inviting us to, to imagine a reordering of how we understand God's priorities. And it's a very short list, as Jesus <laughs> is saying. It's people... And then everything else. It's like the, the health and wellness of people. And then whatever you want to call it, your religious rites, your liturgies, your Sabbaths, doing things one way or another, the systems that are in, that are in place, the institutions of the world. It's people and then all that other stuff. And as soon as people get pushed to second, that's when Jesus is saying, now, now you've lost sight of what the purpose of all of this was. I, the thing I always think about it with this story is about liturgy. As Episcopalians, we talk, we have a litur- liturgy is a really por- important part of our tradition. Right. And liturgy, ha- liturgy's the right order of liturgy is for it to help us reconnect to one another and to God. But as soon as we start serving the liturgy, 
and being obsessed with this perfection and it becomes an end in itself, then we've totally missed the mark. Right. You know, and, and that's such a good example. Yeah. Okay. So we have three things that we've highlighted. The first one uh, was the one I said, which is the kind of uh, Jesus calling us to to recognize this reordering of priorities that it's always about the human experience and the and the human wellness before the upkeep of institutions and and um, rights of religion. Um, and Jackie's was about uh, the second one was about recognizing those power dynamics within our culture and recognizing the, the uh, limitations that we have of seeing our own privilege and, um, and recognizing that there are different ways of doing things based on uh, people's position in, in the system. Uh, and then Maya's was about um, the importance of not waiting, I think, of uh, Jesus couldn't wait till the next day um, to heal this man's hand, that justice can't wait one more day. Justice has to happen now because... Right. That's when it's happening. As soon, pretty much every day you could say justice can wait till tomorrow. Right, that's and what And then it says. never happens. And then that's yeah. what, what um, Martin Luther King Jr. said. Yep. So we hope you uh, carry those three themes into your conversations this week with your family, with your friends. Uh, and since... And now that we've heard those three things highlighted, Maya's going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new or interesting. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing that, doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abathar was high priest and ate the bread of the fair, of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he gave them to he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And when he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Oh, and he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. Thanks, Maya. Yeah. All right. That's the podcast for this week, everybody. Uh, we hope you go and check out all of the Faith to Go resources at www.sdpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. Also, make sure you sign up for our weekly email that comes out every Sunday. It's got a, all of the resources included in it. It's a little bit more mobile-friendly if you're using your uh, mobile device. And also has a lot of cool links that Jackie puts in there to further information and further learning. Mm-hmm. And um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at faith to go and go and rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. We'll be back in your podcast feed next week on June 10th. And we hope you all have a good week and good conversations. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.